Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And this is a show where we talk about life issues and just things that people don't necessarily think about or want to talk about and try to hit them from a biblical perspective and just do life together from a younger and older perspective. And so I'm a millennial and Dave is, well, he's older. I'm a baby boomer. You're a baby boomer. I'm one of the youngest boomers. You're a boomer. And you're one of the oldest millennials. This is true. So it's so kind of an interesting gap. We're, we're reaching out towards each other. That's from, right. From two different two worlds. Conversations, so. by the way, that people should be having themselves. Absolutely. And, and we don't have those enough. We get talked to a lot, but we don't have conversations. And we're using verbal words as opposed to words with our thumbs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm not too good. I still text in some funny way because my daughters keep thinking, what are you doing when I'm texting? Because I think I use my index finger. So I don't use my thumbs. For a second, I had to think which one's the index finger. The one that points at you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, for some reason, I can't use my thumbs. It doesn't work. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think I have fat thumbs. Oh. So I'm you're sorry. you're hitting like half the keyboard every time you and touch it, it. And it's trying to predict it, and so it says, "I'll go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows what I text because it, who invented that "put in the words for you" thing. <laughs> I want to know that. There, well, for those that that actually know how to text, it, it makes it, tra- it tries to predict the words that you're trying. Sometimes to Sometimes it says things that I do not want to say, and it's even borderline bad. <laughs> Have you accidentally sent them? Oh yeah. <laughs> and people who know me then go, uh, "He didn't say that." Well, at least that's good. I Maybe. mean, they know that, but right. it's like. Because you know you're in a hurry, so you do it and just hit send, and I didn't even reread it. And then you go back and reread it, and I like, go. Oh, I just told that person a thing or two that I shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who invented this? I need to finish your sentence. Right. Scary. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not trying to finish your sentence. Yeah, I know. Because I would not. They do that on email too. They... At the bottom of the email, you can hit a phrase. And it's funny, if you read the email, the phrase goes with the email. Really? Yes, it does. Oh, on, on Google Mail, yes, it does. Oh. So I'm like somebody writes me and says, I don't know uh, if you have time to meet, uh, you know, whatever. And then the, the phrases at the bottom are, I'd love to meet with you, that kind of thing. They're, they're, they're set to that email. Oh, so like the con- it knows the context. Weirdness. Somebody's reading my mail fast. Well, yeah. And then making a response for me so I don't have to respond. You know how easy life's going to be by the time I get really old? You won't even have to like, do anything. No, I'm just going to sit around and say, no, I won't say anything. I'll, no, you'll just look. I'll look and think and Google And then you'll have a monkey it. sitting next to you that'll do all the talking. No, uh, did, you, did you ever watch the cartoon of Jetsons? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I thought we'd be there by the year 2000. Did you? Yeah. My generation thought the year 2000 was... I mean, that was it. Yeah, that. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. We thought we are really going to be Jetson-like in the year 2000, where you have like your robot exercise for you. Oh, yeah. Well, look at Back to the Future. Wasn't that a couple of years ago? Or yeah, what was that? it's over now. It's over. <laughs> There's we, no more future. No more future. No, no, no more going back to We're it. We're in the future. So I, I think that's really odd. I mean, when you think about all that stuff, it's like, wow. We are in a time where a lot of things happen that when I was a boy, you know, well, you can't even imagine most of it. You can't even imagine, even cell phones. Right, right. 
I mean, we used to walk for miles to get help when we had a flat tire and we forgot to put air in the spare. You know right. what I mean? Well, even even since I'm on the older side of the millennial generation, yep. I mean, there was a time before, I mean, there were cell phones, but when I was younger, they were like, unless you were like very wealthy to get the brick that was a cell phone, oh, yeah. you didn't have one. You know, yep. and I remember even coming up to here to Silbert Ranch. And in order to find somebody, you'd have to walk all over the place. And right. oftentimes it'd take you 45 minutes because you'd walk out to the barn. They wouldn't be there. Then you walked on the beach. In the process of you walking, you probably cross paths and you're like, where are they? Whereas now people, it's just like, yep. let me text them. Well, I used to I used to uh, try and solve that problem. I actually went and got a pager one, one year. Oh, my brother used to have a pager. Then I jumped in the river with it. Oh, that didn't last that long. That was the end of that pager. That, well. And I thought, that's why we don't have pagers right there. <laughs> <laughs> so you never really used it, huh? Uh, no. You know, and I had it because no one, for that reason, nobody could ever find me. Right. Well, so that's, that's there were, there were, still. But so you still true. had to do it from a phone. Right. So you had to find a phone with a cord on it somewhere. This is true. Yeah, so the only way, the way you could get paged is from the office, so that was it. Paged from the office. That was it. And I didn't want to get paged from the office because that was always trouble. So, <laughs> so, you so jumped, I turned it off, or I jumped, jumped in the, the river. river. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> Either way, I didn't get. I didn't get that page. That's so. funny. We're talking yeah. about happiness when we were together, and in our last program. And yeah. for those that don't get the program, where can they go to get it? They can go to relate365.com and download all of our past uh, episodes and catch up and kind of see what we've been talking about. Um, and relate three sixty five is actually a new ministry of Silver Birch Ranch that we're okay. trying to to run with, to encourage now, people. When, when we think about happiness, and we were talking about trying to define it, we're actually trying to play with the definitions. Right, right. I think you need to go into the scriptures and look at what the scriptures say about people who were happy. Right. The apostle Paul was happy. He said he's content in any situation. Now, you could say content and happiness are the same. I would think so. If you're content... You're not missing anything. Right, because you're not looking for more. That's right. You're not right. missing anything, so I, th- I think that would be. So I think when you look at the Bible, you, you look at the word content. He was in jail. He was living during the time of Nero. Nero was using people for torches. He was content. And he was content. Yeah, right. There's something in life that is beyond circumstances that, that allows you to go through circumstances. Right. And, he, and, and Paul even alludes to what he called the thorn in the flesh, which yep. we don't necessarily know whether, you know, if that was a physical ailment or what. And yet, whatever that was, it bothered him. What if it was that he liked pork? Because mm. Jewish people didn't eat pork. Mm, and what if he liked pork? Bacon. And that was his thorn in the flesh. Every time he saw a pig, he, got, <laughs> he, t- he went nuts. He had some hunger pain? Yeah, I don't he know. Was aching for and he couldn't bacon. eat that pork. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not quite sure that was it, but you never know. Never could know. Could have been. Could've but been either anything. way, he was content. He was. He was. He was. The, the most blessed woman in Scripture. Yes. Who is she? Mary. Yep. The Bible makes that clear. So let me ask you questions about her. Yeah. Since, since Jesus and the Bible is very plain and saying she's the most blessed. Okay. Being blessed by God. And if you were talking to somebody in your age group, would they want to be blessed by God? I would imagine that they would. Okay. I don't, I don't know anybody that would necessarily say that they wouldn't want to be blessed by God. Yeah, but then would they know the definition of it? No. Because so, blessed to them might be, man, I'm going to have a nice mansion, yeah, health, a nice car, wealth. health, wealth, prosperity. So let me ask you some questions. Mary, um, how old was she when, when God told her that she was going to become pregnant and she was going to be a virgin, she would never you know, have slept with a guy or anything, and she's going to become pregnant? Do you know how old she was? Ah, uh, she was like a teenager. Yeah, 13 about. 13. We're guessing. Yeah, we're guessing. But so, yeah, about 13 about, years yeah, old. Could age. have been 12, 13. 
in that, Pretty young. In that range. Pretty young. So she was told at, at this age that she was going to give birth to a child and there would be, she would never have a sexual union. Right. Now, let me ask you, would you think people that day were buying this? Uh, she becomes pregnant and she says, no, really, I'm a virgin. No. No. And I, would you buy it? No, not at the M- time. Me neither. I wouldn't no. buy it even now. Right. I mean, no. Right. We know how people get pregnant. Oh, yeah. So A plus B. Yeah, that's not. And I would have looked at her and said, I'm sorry, that's not flying. Right. So immediately she had a, a reputation problem. Right, because people just assumed. Now, this is somebody who's blessed by God, who has a reputation problem because of what God asked them to do. Right. Hmm. But this is still the one that's defined as blessed. Yep. So then you go on and you see she has to talk to Joseph about it. Joseph gets a little ticked. He's actually going to dismiss her because back then engagement was like marriage and he was going to divorce her then. But God met with him and said, no, this is cool. So he never did. Right. So then she's nine months pregnant and they have to go to Bethlehem. Yep. I mean, that's, when your wife was nine months pregnant, did she want to go anywhere? She did not. I mean, she's almost, she's not nine months, but she's like only a month away and, yeah. and she, she's ready to. Yeah, she doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, she no. just wants to be done. So that's really obvious that now she's going to Bethlehem. She goes to Bethlehem, and in Bethlehem are all Joseph's relatives. Yep, because people it's that know them, right. She's going to give birth, but there's no room in the inn. Do you right. find that odd? That means none of her family would offer her a bed or anything, knowing that she was about ready to pop. Exactly. And I can't figure that one out because I, no matter what you think about a person. Right. You'd think that they would have yeah. the decency to put a... Especially family. Now, right. one person in an extended family was going to reach out to this couple. Right. So they went to a barn. Yep. She gives birth. Yep. And... She has to be alone, and they wrap this baby in swaddling clothes, which is really clothes they used to carry in case they died in the journey that they could wrap the body and bring it back with. They didn't have anything. Hmm. They actually wrapped the baby in burial clothes. Wow. And they had nothing. Right. Now, you go on, let's just fast forward it. Fast forward. She, she lives her life, and it must, it's tough enough to have a child who's perfect, by the way, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but somewhere along the way, Joseph disappears. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm thankful. It doesn't really matter what I think, but he's not in Scripture anymore. We don't know what happened to him. Right. He seems to fade from the pages of history. We have no idea what happened to Joseph. But it seems like Mary's a single mom. Right. And one day she stands before a cross and watch, watches Jesus, who did nothing wrong in life, get crucified. Yeah. Can you tell me where the life is blessed? That's a great question. You know, because if you look at everything we just talked about, it's like, man, where's the, where's the easy life? So blessing or happiness comes from something else than an easy life. Right. And so where does that come from? Yeah. Well, where does it? What, I mean, pick this thing apart, this story. Where, you know, where could it come from? You know, clearly the, the, the resounding thing is Jesus in the whole story of her life. The purpose. The purpose. Yeah. Right. God, God created each person with a purpose. Yeah. When you achieve that purpose, you are blessed. Yeah. It isn't about, and your purpose isn't circumstantial. Right. There are people listening who could be in wheelchairs right now. They could be, you know, in a hospital bed or, or elderly and struggling or young and, and, and just wondering where they fit in. Right. And they're trying to find this happiness in all the wrong places. Right. It's not going to come unless you find your purpose. And that's not going to come unless you spend time with God. Mm-hmm. So 
what we have to do is start realigning what we think blessing is. Right. And there can I would throw another question at you. Can poor people be blessed? Yeah. Absolutely. Mary was poor, so poor that she couldn't afford anything when they went to Bethlehem. So poor people, sick people, they can all be blessed. Mm -hmm. So really, those of us who live our lives with this blessing thing eluding us, we're living in a way where we're avoiding something we can actually do because we think that the blessing or the happiness is tied to something we can't do. Mm -hmm. Well, we're wrong on that. I want to encourage our listeners, go back into the Bible and grab the Bible, open it up, or look it up online, and look for Luke, the book of Luke, which is in the Bible, there's an Old Testament and New Testament. In the New Testament, you have Matthew, Mark, Luke is the third book. So you open it up to Luke, and it's in chapters. So you look at chapter two, and I want to encourage you to read that chapter just to see the miraculous things that happen early in Mary's life. And then if you have time, read the whole book of Luke if you want, and you can begin to see, or the book of John, um, and you can begin to see how Jesus' life unfolded, how Mary's life unfolded, things about Joseph, that kind of thing, and begin to actually define words correctly. Because if Mary was the most blessed in history, then we need to grab what this blessing means. And when we talk about wanting to be blessed by God, we need to pursue the same things that Mary pursued. Right. And, and she understood her purpose. And I believe from all my life experience that understanding my purpose could be the most important thing that I ever do. Absolutely. And even if you look at Psalm 146.5, it says, Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is the Lord, his God. And so we're going to keep talking about this in the second half of this show. Um, this is Older and Younger with Jason and Dave. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And on the top of the show, we've been talking about um, some deep stuff. We've been talking about what it means to be blessed. And we look at the life of Mary, you know, which isn't necessarily the ideal life that she lived. You nope. know, there was a lot of hardships that she faced and, uh, you know, a lot of things that in America, we wouldn't say, well, well, that was a blessed life. Yep. And we looked at the true meaning of blessed and how it, it all comes back to living our life for Jesus. And that being the, the main the priority. Purpose the that purpose that gave us. And, and the, the reason that he gave us. And so as we kind of continue on this discussion of words um, and kind of just dissecting them, another thing that I think people, you know, we've talked about happiness a little bit. We talked about blessed. You know, I think another word that I hear, even amongst my generation, is, is wanting to have freedom to do what people want. Yeah. You know, having freedom. And it's another kind of one of those words that people throw out there. It's like, oh, I just can't wait till I have the freedom to, to live my own life. Yeah. How about that? You know, and uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? You know, thing? immediately I get a smirk on my face when somebody says that, not because I'm laughing at it. I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, everyone's there. I want to be free to do what I want to do. <laughs> um, I could see sarcasm soothing from there you. is, uh, <laughs> but I'm controlling myself. It, it's like I really do have freedom. Um, I, you know, we're in a studio here, and I have a stylus that I write on the um, iPad. With. Stylus is that like for your hair? Yeah, stylus. I have my own stylist. <laughs> 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 I, I could do that with my hair. Yeah, no, and I write with it. But I can use this stylus for a dart. I can use it for a, a, whatever I want to use it for. Right. I have the freedom, in other words, because I own this stylus to do what I want you with can it. Do what you want. However, it's really stupid if I do certain things with it. Yeah, if you were to use it as a dart. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> stupid. Wouldn't be that or if you and I were going to go down and we were going to have a canoe race and I use this as a paddle. That's 
Good. Yeah, you would win. Yeah. But to using it as a paddle, I certainly have the freedom to do that. It is my stylus. I can do what I want. This is not evil to use it as a stylus. Right. I mean, to use it as a paddle. However, it's really dumb. That would not be wise. I think that describes most of our lives. When okay. people want freedom, they say, well, I, can, I have freedom, so I can just do this with my life. Right. And you're looking at it going, well, that's dumb. Right. You, you do have the freedom. Oh, yeah. But it's still dumb. Right. And that's something we have to understand, that there's a certain responsibility. In, in Galatians 5, 1, it says, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. Do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting about freedom is freedom always has parameters. Uh, in other words, it's got rules associated with it. Boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. Rules, whatever. Yep. The stylus has certain rules. It works best when it's charged and used with an iPad. Oh, okay. So I can't use it on my laptop. I could get frustrated trying. Right. But I could, I could try. Right. It's, nothing's going to happen. I can't use it on my, my other monitors here in the in studio. And if I throw it at you, it's not going to do anything. I, I mean, unless I hit you right in the eye, right. you know, there's not going to be any damage. What you see is that this has to be used in accordance with the way it's made. Right. Logic to everybody who ever walked the planet. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what freedom is. Being and living in the context of the way you were made. And I think there's a lot of truth behind that that we don't realize. Because I think a lot of us say tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, I can't wait till, you know, if it's a younger person, I can't wait till I'm free from my parents' rules. I can't wait till I'm out. I could do my own thing. I could live my own life. You know, and we, we kind of hear that a lot. And now that I'm on the opposite side of that, at being a father, I see I see that there, there's, there's a lack of um, thought behind that. You know, yeah. because the reason that there's guidelines or rules or parameters, whatever whatever word you want to use for that, is because of the bigger picture. Right. You know, and so like when I set a, a guideline for my son, like don't do that, you know, or we're going to do this as a family, you know, there's a reason and a purpose behind it. It's not because I want to be some dictator father to him. It's because I know that I don't want him to be hurt by things that could potentially hurt him. And I want him to enjoy life the way that it was intended to, you know. He can't wait to get old enough to leave you, though, and do his own thing. Right. You know, and there's some <laughs> obvious, you know, rules. You know, it's like, don't touch the hot stove. It's like, oh, that's that makes right. sense. But then there's other ones like, you have to go to bed at this time, you know, which at his age, he might not understand, you know. But the reason is, is because his body needs the rest in order for him to actually enjoy the day the most. You know what I'm saying? And So, so the rule gives him freedom. The rule gives him freedom, even though it, to him, is, is not freedom. I would suggest that rules give you freedom in general. If, yeah. if you have a budget, right. you set rules financially for how you're going to use your Absolutely. money. Absolutely. When you have that, you have freedom. When you go to the store, people aren't calling you for money. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Because you have freedom that comes with the rules that's set for the budget. Now, when you, when you worship the rules, you're in trouble. Right. But it's the rules that actually set you free. Right, which is the paradox of it. But it, it, it makes sense. I mean, the same thing is with marriage. You're married, I'm married, you know, and there's certain, you know, not rules, but kind of boundaries or parameters that we set up as, as a married couple. You can call them rules. I mean, we, we, we avoid it because we don't like the term. But right. 
I'm trying to be all inclusive. I'm yeah. a millennial. Yeah, but, but but we do. I'm not. I'm not a millennial. So we're gonna call them rules. We're no, gonna call them rules. No, That's you're right. gonna you're gonna call it whatever you want. I'm gonna call it rules. It That's doesn't right. really matter. That's right. You know, but even in marriage, we do it. And right. why? So that we can ha- enjoy the freedom of marriage. You know, because you dated at one point. I, I dated at one point. And when you're dating, you have this like lack of freedom because you don't know what this person is doing right. because they're not committed to you. You know, like you are in marriage, but in marriage you have the commitment. You set up boundaries so that you have the freedom to enjoy each other. Absolutely. And I think that that goes beyond. You know, if one of our listeners isn't under one of those examples, it's it's life in general. You know, and you probably follow rules in your life subconsciously without even thinking of it. And so when you say that I want freedom, you're actually going against what is actually helping you enjoy life all the more. Absolutely. You know, when you think about it, the most important things in life are relationships. Right. And we talk about enjoying God and enjoying people. The first that you have to do in life is enjoy God. Yeah. Now, if you're going to be in a relationship with anybody, you're going to spend time with them. Right. So you need to be intentional about that. Right. If you're not intentional about it, you're not going to do it. That's a rule. I'm going to meet you at 3 o'clock on Thursday to spend time talking, whatever it might be. Okay, you just set a rule, a parameter. Right. That will allow you to have a good relationship because you set the rule. Right. So now you have the freedom within the relationship to actually have a relationship that's important. If you don't set the parameters on the things that are important, they won't get done. So I'm suggesting, if you want to know God, the Bible tells us all the way through the scriptures, if you seek me, you'll find me. Right. So the question is, Jason, how does somebody seek God? Spend time with him. So is that going to happen accidentally? No, not not at all. It, it won't just, you know, be like photosynthesis where you can sit out and absorb. <laughs> yeah, you told me that the relationship with your family is important to you. Yeah. So do you spend intentional time with them? Yeah. So today they know when you're going to be around? Yep. Okay. That's what we're talking about. And what's interesting is for years ago, um, just in a rural area, um, I had some problems health-wise, and I had to lose some weight, and I had to watch my food, that kind of thing. So what I did is I set rules, mm-hmm. and I have some rules that I live to by this day. And when I, if I ever break them, Linda will look at me and go, ooh, you know, you shouldn't break that rule. Um, <laughs> because the rule does give me freedom. I'm right. thinner. I feel better. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but some of the simple rules, um, and I'm not asking anybody to take my rules. All right, these are my rules. What if I want to take them? You can take them. Okay. But, but, you know, I think bodies are different, and, and people respond different to different things. My doctor didn't want me to eat white potatoes anymore, and I'm white. not beating the potato industry up. I'm just saying. You know, he, I lived in Ireland before. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I think people live to be 150 years old eating potatoes. I, that's fine. However, he didn't want me to because I was borderline diabetic. And, and potatoes is a very fast-absorbing sugar into the body. So that's it. I mean, it's not because it's a bad food. It's not because it doesn't have health benefits. It's because the way I'm wired, it wasn't doing me well. And the irony is you can have sweet potatoes. Too. I can. Sweet potatoes are fine. That's right. So, so potatoes, anything hydrogenated, and anything with hydrogenated? corn. Hydrogenated? Hydrogenated, just anything that is that, and anything that is corn syrup. Okay. I stay away from those three things. So no high fructose corn syrup. No. No, no, no corn syrup in general, even. What if it's in like pizza sauce? I, well, I won't buy that pizza sauce. No. No. Now, here's the thing, though. The rules are in place for my freedom to stay healthy and to feel good. I mean, if I do that, if I go out to eat, like I go to your house to eat. Yes. Or I go to camp to eat, or I go to a restaurant to eat, or a friend 
whatever. I really don't check what's in the food. Right. Because I live by the rules when I can. Right. So that when I'm not able to, it doesn't, I mean, I'm not allergic to these things. It's right. not going to make me go into, you know, some kind of shock and fall over dead. So I listen to the rules as much as I can be in charge of them. Right. That gives me freedom everywhere else. Right. To live. Right. Where I'm not making people feel guilty and I'm not making, you know. Absolutely. It, it, it's like, no, feed me whatever you have. I'll be fine. Right. I have even eaten potatoes at people's houses. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, that's nice of yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I remember I went somewhere and they, they offered me a big steak and a big, you know, potato, potato. And I thought, eat it and just be quiet. <laughs> you know, it's like I hadn't had a potato in like five years or something, and now I'm eating a potato. Um, I did have a blood clot that night, by the way. Did you? I did, yeah, right after I ate the potato. Interesting. It had nothing to do with the potato, I'm sure. But it was ironic to me that I broke my rule and had a blood clot in my lung at that point. Um, but in, in the whole process, right. I find that there's tremendous freedom when you realize that you set up these parameters that are good. I have a tremendous freedom in my marriage with, with my wife. Yeah. I mean, we have no secrets. Here, here's, here's some of the rules we have. Every day that we're home together, we're going to walk three miles together or we're going to walk close to 45 minutes or something together. Yeah. Uh, why? We want to talk and we find that when we walk, we talk better. Hmm. So it's a rule that we have. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a rule that I'll never travel in a car alone with another woman. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. I won't go and have like a cup of coffee with a woman or something. I won't mentor one. I won't. And, and everyone knows that if a lady is trying to get a hold of me, I will usually give them my wife's number. Right. Uh, she has the freedom. Uh, all of my email and all of my uh, anything that I have on social media or whatever, my wife has an identical iPad that everything goes to. Mm. So she can read it all and right. she can see everything that comes to me. Right. Now, some of you might be saying, oh man, that is, you know what? It's freeing to me. Right. I have zero surprises for my wife. Right. Zero. And I know that she can go look at anything at any time and be a part of any conversation. Right. And I feel like a free man. Not a, right. I don't have to explain things to her in a way. I don't have to twist things. Uh, my relationship with God, the same thing. I, I like to get up at five in the morning. Rules, rules, rules. Why? Because the day gets going and things happen that I'm not in charge of. Mm-hmm. So I like to, by about eight o'clock, I like to have had a couple hours already where I could have sat and thought and met with God and read things and just ponder life. Yeah. Well, I do that in the morning for a couple hours, but I have to do it on purpose. You know, when I do those two things, when I set up the rules in my life so that I'm meeting with God and I'm meeting with my wife, and when my kids were around, I would did the same. I would make sure I had X amount of time with them. Um, you know, life is freeing for me and fun. Yeah. I'm not always in a crisis. Right. There are crises, but I'm not always in a crisis because I'm enjoying the parameters that have set me free to enjoy the relationships and in, in having money when I need it because I budget my money and having relationships that are solid and, and trustworthy. And I want to invite our listeners to start putting parameters in their life. And if you have a question that you'd like to ask or you'd like us to talk about even on this, this program, we'd love to do that. Yeah, and, and, you know, as you're sitting thinking about this program and thinking about freedom, you know, what are the things that you're trying to run from by saying that I just want freedom? 
because I think it's either you're trying to hide something, maybe you just don't want to deal with something. But with freedom, there's also boundaries. And that's what Dave just got done in a great way talking about. And so if you uh, want to re-listen to this episode or check out other episodes, go over to Relate365.com and you can download past episodes and catch up on what we've been talking about here on Younger and Older. And uh, we just want to encourage you to continue to tune in and hang out with us. And uh, we'll see you next time here on Yo. Uh, we will see you here next time on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. All right, that one.